Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Rob Kretschak. Rob, you are the Chief Connection Officer at Humans First. You're found on the web at humansfirst.us. Rob, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Josh. Really excited to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah. So tell us what a Humans First Connections Officer does. Yeah. uh, So I say that I'm a Chief Connection Officer at Humans First because One of the main things that my company tries to do is help people connect with other people. And I think that this is, you know, the answer to not all, but a lot of the the things that are kind of ailing humanity today is I think we're losing human connection. And that's why I named my company Humans First is it's a, you know, reminder to people that the most love and joy and meaning and happiness in our lives comes from connecting with and being with other people. Yeah. And and we should point out, Rob, that that you have um y- you have a pretty good pedigree of of business. <laughs> Would you mind just kind of giving us just a, a high level overview of like what what you're what you've been known for historically? Yeah, well, I have uh I have three degrees from UW Madison in finance, Spanish, and management. I started my Slapper. career in finance. <laughs> started my <laughs> career in finance. I was a sell side equity analyst covering medical device and pharmaceutical companies. So I researched those stocks. Um, and then I have I'm a nine-time nine-time nine entrepreneur, if I could say that correctly. So I've owned three anytime fitness health clubs, four you break, I fix cell phone repair stores, a technology startup to help small businesses, and then my current consultancy humans first. Wow. All right. Uh, okay. So let's, let's talk about the four day work week. Um, are, are you just evangelizing right now or, or do you, is this actually like, how do you, are, are you consulting as, as a part of this or wh- what, what do you actually do other than say <laughs> companies, listen, go to four <laughs> days. And, and then you're like, okay, job well done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm a consultant. I guide individuals, teams, and companies, all of those, um, to a four-day work week. And when I say four days, I mean four eight-hour days, not four 10-hour days, with no loss in productivity or profitability. And you know, I you know, people might ask, well, why would I want the four-day work week? Which you know, I think most people want time. But really, what uh, especially from a business owner perspective, um, over 50% of the U.S. workforce is burned out or stressed out today. It's the yeah. highest it's ever been, right? And it's also, we're the highest country relative to other countries. And so the four-day work week is the, you know, one of the best answers to this, you know, stress and burnout we're experiencing, because when you get an extra day back to recharge and recover, then not only can you actually get more done when you're at work, but you also have way less likelihood of, you know, leaving your job and staying at the current company that you're at. You want to stay there because you're not going to be as burned out. And so it's really a retention uh, mechanism for companies as well. All right. So thinking about it from the employer perspective, who's nervous here, uh, does this mean four 16-hour shifts? 
<laughs> so, so it, the, when I say four day work week, I mean four eight hour days, not four 10 hour days. So every single person in the company, management included, ownership included, gets a full day of time back. And so I'm guessing the next question is to me, well, how on earth could you do that? Right? Yeah, well, there we go. How on earth can you do this? Yeah, so I, I actually have a client and she's an individual, not a company, but she's running for governor of Colorado. She's a very busy politician. And so she came to me and said, hey, I have so many things going on with my campaign. This is crazy. How can I, I I'm, I'm too overwhelmed, right? And so I took her through my initial client survey. We did a bunch of changes. She was super open-minded. I was really grateful. And we measured the screen time on her phone, which is like this, you know, it's built into the operating system. Yeah. You can't like game it, right? And so what we found is that, we measured her screen time, and what I was able to do is save her over 40 hours per week of screen time every week, a whole work week's worth of time. And so if I can do that for one person, I'm very confident that I can do uh, save eight hours for the average person. They just need to be open-minded and trust the process. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you find 40 hours a week just by looking at someone's phone? You just like, okay, so we're going to take off Facebook, Reddit, and YouTube, and <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, what a lot of people don't realize is they're using their phone in a way that, um, you know, doesn't serve them well. So for instance, my, you know, my client was, she was spending 15 to 20 hours a week texting, you know, just in her uh. iMessages. And, you know, literally that's half a work week right there of just of texting. And, you know, a lot of that is, you know, can be helpful, but not 20 hours a week. Almost no one really needs to do that. There's way other, many other ways to communicate that could be more efficient. So, you know, we did a bunch of stuff related to that. That was, you know, a huge chunk of her time that we got back. Um, and I think that that's actually happening to the average person. We're Because we're getting inundated with so many emails and Slack messages, we actually now communicate more than uh, via text than we used to because it's more immediate and people see it more often, which again, I, I think it has good uses, but now we're doing stuff via text that we used to do via email yeah. and it's not efficient. You know, you're not, you don't want to sit there and type a wall of text in your phone. It's not that efficient. So I would imagine, let's go through some of the benefits uh, that let's say a company says, okay, what, what, paint a picture for us in terms of, I'm just thinking, certainly I would say recruiting and retention seems like that would be positively impacted. And I think that if we were to extrapolate the value of better recruiting and better retention alone, there's an argument to be made. And, and I'm sure that's just one facet of the, of the whole calculation here. Oh, absolutely. So think about it this way, right? In any given company, at any time, 80% of the value comes from the top 20% of employees. Those are your rockstar employees. Every business owner can think about, you know, your top couple of people and be like, oh yeah, they're amazing. If I could have a thousand of them, I would have a thousand, right? And so that's the classic 80-20 rule. Well, Today in America, less than 1% of US companies offer the four day work week. So if you transition to a four day work week, you now have this incredible, insane employee benefit that only 1% of US companies offer. You're literally in the 1%. Now you basically have a tool to recruit virtually anyone in your industry. And so now your company doesn't just have 20% rock stars, maybe it's 50, 70, 80%, right? And what does that do to the value of your company? That's not a mm. small increase. That could be a, a two, a three, a 5x increase in your company when every single employee at the company is amazing. And so I think just from that perspective right there, it's a total game changer and can exponentially change the value of your company. 
Uh, yeah. What is the value of, uh, let's say, I mean, we think about the impact of this. Like, let's say that you're going to be, you know, let's say you're an SMB. Let's say you're going to be making 12 hires over the next 12 months on average, just throwing out numbers. And, you know, it, let's say that, um, you know, 50% of the time you end up um, not getting your number one candidate because they take a position somewhere else and you're stuck with, two or three and you multiply not <laughs> I, I don't want to I don't want to make anyone feel bad I've got a company full of threes here uh <laughs> but you know again it's like if it, it's it is it's 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 almost like an unfair advantage um you know for recruiting when someone's saying well I got four different companies that I'm thinking of, you know, of connecting with. Um, they're all kind of the same in pay, you know, all like do stuff that, eh, you know, cool. You know, it's a good, good, probably a good fit. There's, and if you're in that sort of situation, it's like, well, let's see. These ones are five work I could have, and I've never had Fridays off or Wednesdays off or something like that. Um, and, and it is, it's attractive. Absolutely. And, you know, here's the way I kind of explain it to business owners. Think about your best employee, whoever that is, right? Imagine if every company, every every employee at your company was that employee. You had a thousand of those or a hundred of those, however many employees you have. What would your company be like? I mean, it would just be unbelievable. Like you would be unstoppable. Mm. And that's what you can do with the four-day work week. And by the way, one thing I just want to clarify is um, when I say four-day work week, it's four eight-hour days and the same amount of pay. So you're not cutting anyone's pay. They get the same amount of pay as they would in any comparable other position in the industry. And so again, who wouldn't want to get the same pay and work one full less day every week at your company? Everyone would want to do that. Um, yeah. All right. So now thinking about, let's talk about productivity now. Um, yeah. If if I am, I've got opinions on this. Mm -hmm. um, I take my downtime very seriously. I do not like, it's, I don't, I don't really check in on, I don't check in on Slack. I don't check my email. Uh, or if it's something that I can see, if I am in my email, and I can see there's business stuff in there. I'm not, I'm certainly not going to reply to that. Like there is a time for that. Like I'm a big fan of day, what's it? Day tight compartments or day compartmentalization, right? So mm -hmm. when I'm on vacation, I remember we were at a, uh, you know, just on this topic, we were at a, a Christmas party with a neighbor and, uh, and we were talking about, you know, the, oh, we were on this cruise, but I don't like that they have great internet on the cruise because my husband was just doing work emails the whole time on his phone. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Like that ends up negating the value and investment. Okay. I look at vacation as an investment. Like, mm -hmm. and, and I, when I'm on, I need to be on and I would much rather be like, if I've got, let's say I've got five critical meetings this week, I need to make sure I'm at hundred percent. If I'm burnt out or I'm frustrated and I'm showing up and think about this, think about your entire employee workforce showing up at 80% capacity or worse because, you know, you're just squeezing too much out of this. Um, I want to talk about compartmentalization and the value of that first. And then I want to get into, Oh, come on. People today, kids, these kids today are just too soft. Remember, remind <laughs> me to talk about that for number two, but we'll talk about, we'll talk about compartmentalization first. 
Yeah, yeah. I like um I I by the way, like I really applaud you for having that mindset and doing all those things, Josh. And it sounds like you're you're doing a lot of the things that I would, you know, help companies do. Um and so, you know, those things I think are very, you know, serving you very well and probably even more than you realize, which is great. Um, I like to use the term batching. You can use compartmentalizing batching. And to me, they're kind of the same thing. But I do agree that batching things is really important because here's what happens. Uh, the average person checks their email in Slack once every six minutes at their job. And then the average person switches between applications on their computer once every three minutes. We're mm. basically constantly going around multitasking all day, every day. Well, what happens psychologically is, let's say you switch from your email to a Word document, to something you're researching, to Slack, and you're doing all that in a very quick, you know, let's say you switch between all those in a five-minute time frame. What happens psychologically is your brain, when you're in email, it's like focusing on email. And then when you switch to Slack, it it takes some time, right? It's not, Man. your brain doesn't switch as fast as your mouse moves to the, the other window Absolutely. to, you know, to, to contextualize everything, to understand what's going on. And so when you're constantly switching back and forth, what this does is it increases what's called cognitive load, or is essentially like the amount of energy and, you know, um, load that's on your brain in order to to be able to switch back and forth between these things. And, you know, if you think about how we were 50,000 years ago as cavemen and cavewomen, there was no multitasking. I mean, you just did one thing. You were hunting, you were socializing, and you were sleeping. And that was pretty much it. And so the human brain isn't designed to be going back and forth between all these different things. It not only... Uh, when we do that, it not only reduces our ability to do that, all of those things well, but it, dr uh, it dramatically increases the stress we experience, which then reduces your performance even further. It's so it's it's and so I, and I, this is very hard for people to believe, but I promise you, if you single focus and not multitask and do one thing at a time and focus on that one thing, not only will you be less stressed. You will do a way better job and you will actually get more done in the same amount of time, mm. even though counterintuitively, it seems like that's not true. Yeah. All right. Uh, are we just being too soft on these kids today by having to coddle them into a four day work week? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting, right? Um, so I think the other part of this equation is this, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to summarize like, uh, reading over a hundred books and 2000 articles and studies about how humanity interacts with technology. But basically, um, I think that technology is increasing stress, which, which, which we've already talked about, but it also is decreasing our ability to deal with stress because the main way that we buffer against or deal with stress is our social support, our feelings of care and connection and love with other people. And so what's happening is the average person is spending 12 hours and 21 minutes a day in front of screens and media, three quarters of our waking lives. And, and so we used to, as a, as a species spend, you know, way less time in front of screens and media. And obviously really long ago, we didn't spend any time in it because they didn't exist. And so I believe that a huge reason why uh, younger generations cannot deal with the stress of their job is because they are not with other humans as much as we used to be as a species. Mm -hmm. And so that is this uh, lack of social connection is, is contributing to them not being able to deal with their stress well. And it's not, it's not an imagined thing. It's a real thing for them. They perceive the stress differently than you or I might. Yeah. 
Well, this is all very fascinating. And so um, when you're working with uh, an employer, what does that look like? Like, uh, why do they hire you uh, as opposed to, okay, we'll take it under consideration and maybe they do a test project and look at the results. Like, how do you improve um, that 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 experimentation or the the whole you know, evaluating how they engage with it. Man, I have seen, I was trying to find it while we were talking, but um, was it Goldman Sachs or something like that? Uh, They had, uh, it was, it was in the wake of the, uh, the Bed Bath & Beyond suicide. And Mm. and someone had shared, I was reading a Reddit conversation about that, where they were talking about, you know, just work conditions, you know, it was at, um, God, it was just incredible how awful, it, it it can be depending on different sectors and, you know, demanding that, uh, you know, people work 80 hours a week. So when we're talking about going from 40 to 32, uh, I think it's, you know, the, the bigger theme here is doggone it. I mean, be sensitive to your employees and create a great, if you really want, you know, to provide a great work environment, a great work-life balance for them, it's not beanbags in a cereal bar. It's, you know, if you really truly want the best, respect that we have lives outside of our work and to cultivate that and encourage that so that people do have those human connections out there and they can come back and and just be on 100% at 32 hours or whatever a week. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Josh. And so I can personally relate to what you were saying because when I had my first job, I was a sell-side equity analyst. I'm not an investment oh. banker, but similar. And so I worked a 60 hour week day job, right? And so I, and I did not realize it at the time, but what started happening is I was losing my hair. Like I, I lost, I was losing my hair because I was so stressed out of my job and it was a 60 hour week job, right? I couldn't imagine if it was 80 or hundred hours a week. And so I think what's happening is um, and, and again, like this is like a super big picture item, right? But if you look at what's happening to humanity in the United States, our life expectancy over the last two years has dropped more in that two years than it has in a hundred years. And only by, and I know that I get that COVID happened and, but only half of that drop was from COVID. And so, yeah. uh, you know, so it's obviously something else is impacting our life, our our lifespan here in the United States. And I truly believe it's technology and how we use it. And just to be super clear to to the listeners, I'm not anti-technology. I'm pro-humanity. I'm a nerd. Like I built my first computer in middle school. I love technology and it does amazing things for us. But to me, technology mindfulness is about finding balance and being aware of the ways that technology is impacting you so that you can decide how you want to change your behavior or maybe live your life a little differently that might be in better service to you of the things that matter most or the people that matter most. Yeah. Um, so I sent you, I, I, you and I are in, in Zoom right now and I sent you a text. This is the gold. So anyone who's listening to our conversation, um, Google Goldman Sachs Working Conditions Survey. Mm. Oof. Man, if you want to see, I mean, for these financial analysts, it it is so dark and it's so depressing. And and the rectifying the situation uh, uh, part of this presentation is so depressing. Like the, their suggestions for how to improve morale and and uh, life for their analysts. Uh, 
I don't even want to go through this. I'll just say, <laughs> I'll just say it, it is it is an eye opening read just in terms of the conditions of you know what some uh, employees uh, have to endure. Uh, a lot lot more dire than the uh, going from forty to thirty two. But you know what? Listen, we all can do better. And so, um, Rob, your website. I didn't mean to get too distracted here. Humansfirst.us. Uh, and then when somebody goes, say it's an employer and they're like, listen, we've got, you know, got about 40 people on the team. I'm open. Like what, what can they do at this point? Um, I see you've got a resources tab where, where do they be kind of begin that next, uh, step in the relationship with you? Yeah, absolutely. So they would just go to humansfirst.us, like you said, and then there's a couple, you know, there's a, a button there that says, get in touch. You just fill that out. And then that sends me an email. And I just, you know, of course I do a free consultation call with you to just chat with you a little bit. And I know that the, you know, decision to go to a four day work week is a big one. And I, you know, I'm happy to have a bunch of conversations with people just to answer their questions and to help them understand the process a little bit, because mm. I understand it's, you know, it's, you're, you do have to change a substantial amount of things about how your business runs. But, you know, I truly believe that not only will your employees be happy with an extra day off of work, but you will be too. And, uh, you know, I hope that you spend more time with your family as well Yes, or, or doing the things that you care about, travel, exercise, whatever. I don't care what it is, but spend more time doing the things that you love. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell you, I mean, I, I, you know, not every business is, you know, has the freedom that, that we've been able to enjoy since 2000. I mean, just to echo your sentiment, I've, um, while I would say, you know, per, for the market, I would not say I would say that we are probably average for for pay, maybe even at times slightly under average, but where we've just because of budget, you know, what we've had historically, but we've always tried to make it up for work, work life balance or work life conditions. And, you know, how can I, you know, I care more about and I think I've, I've seen surveys about this, right, that pay in terms of like recruiting, can you, oh boy, I'm sorry, we're getting toward the end here. Yeah, can yeah, you talk yeah. about like, uh, you know, oh, uh, you know, the, you know, the, what do employees value today? Is it more pay or is it more freedom and more control in their work day, day to day? Yeah, certainly. So generally, and it depends on like which survey and which, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, demographic you're talking about, but generally like work-life balance and or flexibility is usually the number one or number two thing. It's definitely above pay in most instances. And, and what people are seeing is, you know, it, like if you're 22 years old and you graduate and you're, you know, making hundred K, but you like, just feel like crap all the time mm. and you don't have time to spend it. What good is that hundred K? It doesn't do you any good exactly. if you feel miserable yep. the rest of your life, you know? And so um, I, I think that in, in both employers and, and employees are coming around to the fact that yes, pay is important. I'm not saying it isn't, but there's these other intangible things and, and people want to live their lives and do other things outside of work. And that is becoming more important to more people. Mm, I dig it. All right, Rob Kretschak, again, your website, humansfirst.us. Rob, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Really grateful. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. 
If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.